0: You are now listening to the mind of John. My thoughts invade your thoughts don't necessarily reflect the views of Spotify. Your discretion to the boundaries of the imagination are advised. Care to share which we dare? Just click the link in the description and hit reply or voice your thoughts in Now John. Good morning, this is John with the of John Podcast. This is episode 4. Today's broadcast is a reminder that you have the ability that you can record and store your shows on your own devices, which we now know as local storage. But there's also other means possible, and that is by way of streaming. Now, that can be done through a variety of ways. One variety option happens to be self-hosting, such as like WordPress. WordPress, you can use that for your storage to make websites or use um, CRM, which basically is the capability of using a database to host your uh, websites and your programming. Well, as I'm learning, there are other ways you can also store videos. Videos can be stored by a number of ways. Most of you choose YouTube, like myself. And YouTube has a storage capacity, I'm being told, up to a full 24 hours. I don't know how to make content that long. Most I've ever done is 30 minutes at tops. I've never learned how to do longer. Still figuring that out. Anyways, uh, most of you have three minutes... Uh, TikTok and some of you who have more followers than myself, you have the capability of now 10 minutes. But that's for either vertical video which now we know is a very requested feature or use of 16 by 9 which is basically widescreen. where we are with this now. A lot of us, when we create a video, we are basically using some kind of audio background, whether it be music or a sound bite or something. Due to copyright restraints, these videos and audio bites tend to get strikes or they tend to cause a little bit of chaos, that your videos are yanked down, muted, or geo-restricted. And this kind of thing happens time to time. It kind of puts a damper on the experience, and then the content creator has to make a decision. All right, well, I guess I would have to change things up, re-edit the video, and use this variety of music or sound to be in compliance. And that can be a lot of work, especially if you mistakenly delete the original. And then you have to basically carbon copy the one that you made, strip the auto out of it, and start over. Not an easy task unless you're really good at audio splicing. Here is where things get sticky. As I said, here on our broadcast we use a group called IONOS, I-O-N-O-S. They're a really great host, but they only offer the ability of five minute videos for storage on your host, Everything beyond that is restricted. You have to have a higher pay plan. So I started digging around and I started wondering, well, besides YouTube and besides using TikTok, what else is there? Well, one option is called Vimeo, V-I-M-E-O. This one has been a competitor of YouTube for quite some time. And they have three different tiers of plans, which come with a variety of storage for a nominal fee. Now, if you plan on making your videos expand beyond a computer or phone, you're definitely going to pay a higher tier because that kind of quality requires this bandwidth and bandwidth is not cheap which is a, why a lot of you have been using Amazon EW uh S I think that one is that one is cloud-based based on the amount of users and the amount of time that each video is being used and apparently that is reasonably cheap because you pay as you go um There's another option. The other option I just learned, which is tied to WordPress, is called VideoPress. Now, VideoPress is, I think, fairly new. It's only been on the market for a little bit of time, and the concept behind it is basically unlimited bandwidth, and it gives you almost a terabyte of video, if not more than that, to cover you for your ongoing video needs. And it's a yearly subscription to get you started on the footprint of about $45 for the entire year, or you're paying by the month. Now, there is some caveats, as I mentioned, to keep things reasonable and affordable. Video press has put a little disclaimer. The disclaimer is you're not allowed to share the directs. Links of the videos to outside sources. In other words, its purpose and design is to drag them into your website or affiliate website that is also using VideoPress directly for their own personal business needs. It is not designed. To be used on other devices outside of its general product and the reason for that is to keep the bandwidth reasonable for all users so they don't have to up the cost to be more expensive than the other guys currently on the set market i come from a side where i was creating content originally for roku and roku is a heavy monster that required a lot of super bandwidth Because the videos were self-hosted on the original proprietary locations, I never had to deal with the video host per se, but I did have to deal with the agitation of getting the video to you. So I coded the videos to point directly to the video sources. That necessarily wasn't a major issue. Except... I can't be unblocked by the creators themselves because they were changing their minds based on their needs. And let's be honest free is nice, but it's not attainable. You can't pay your bills with being free. So, as much as everyone hates the word commercialization, in reality, you either an ad based service in order to survive which means that there are video breaks between each video uh, within about, I want to say, five to ten minute spans, then that's to be expected. Yes, you do have choices that you become a paid subscriber and opt out of those said options. However, you have to remember that that's not always going to be something that you can do. And that being said... That's where things get a little sticky and things get a little complicated along the way. Now, what are your options to choose on? Well, there are more expensive paths one can take if they choose to do OTT, which is basically on-demand programming through a variety of sources that will meet that need but since I'm no longer programming for that purpose right now it doesn't fit my budget not at this time I may redwell in the idea of going back to Roku in the near future but there's no set urgency I also have figured out that I can't even monetize on YouTube yet. You need technically... A thousand followers... On YouTube. And I think it said like... Ten thousand or more... I'm sure the numbers increased by now. In order to be eligible... For... Monetization. But... If your videos get a strike, not necessarily a copyright strike that takes the video down, but just a little bit of copyright warning that your video contains something that belongs to someone else, whether it be a video clip or an audio bite or said music that you were authorized on one source but not yet on the other, That takes away your right to earn money. A third of my videos on YouTube right now have that said warning. I have no strikes against me, but have multiple violations indicating that my work has content that was not approved either from my region or is not permissible. But because... The content creator wants their work to be out there. They're allowing the music to continue on in the video, which means I lose that chance to make that revenue because I opted to use the music I pulled off of TikTok. (sighs) So in that craziness of it all, I started digging around going, all right, so I'm, I'm in limbo here. At current rate that I'm doing this, under the original design of my video's creations, all these videos that was using Pandora's box design was a two-step process. Where would you go? Anywhere in the world. And what's your favorite music? This was the... This was the engine of the programming. And using that questionnaire, I would pull off TikTok, search that music or that artist or something similar to it, and then embed that into the video and make the character sing that clip of that video to make it look like they were part of that based on their location of choice and their music of choice. And TikTok was okay with that because... I would find the source of where it came from, hopefully referring to the original owner. It is crossed, which the majority of the time that was to the case, and the video would live on. But I never saw a dime, mainly because I did not meet TikTok's quota of how many people you have to have. I think it's five thousand. I don't remember. It's four thousand or five thousand. It's, it's a high number. Once you meet that quota, then you're eligible for the TikTok creator fund. And yeah. as everyone will vouch to say, you don't make a lot on the TikTok creator fund. So if this is going to be your only means of revenue, rude awakening, my friend. You're going to have to work nine times harder to make the income happen by bringing in partners, ad partners, and and monetize within and say this video is sponsored by blah 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 that type of thing it gets tricky because you have to find your niche and a bunch of other things in order to make those wheels turn but back to the chaotic moments so in say TikTok, when they let you pick from the music that's built in to it or in uh cap cut they give you a list of music and videos you can preload into said series where it gets complicated is those same rights don't carry over into said youtube and don't carry over into facebook uh, instagram or any other service because the licensing does not cross over different agendas different guidelines different rules Or, as we've been seeing a lot happening in the world of TikTok, some of the music that slips in was never permissible to begin with. And because that started happening, a lot of videos were being yanked down and silenced. Not just me, but from a lot of people. So, if you were not paying attention to the notifications that your video was silenced or yanked, you didn't have time to think about if you were going to rebuttal this and fight for it to get the video back. I lost apparently three videos because they went unnoticed, and I cannot find the original, so I can't repair that missing content. And I checked YouTube, it wasn't there either. Now, somewhere along the lines, I chose a path on YouTube and did what they call it as a branded subscriber, which basically means there was two users in one username. Bizon Streams was originally designed for YouTube and Roku, so I split it. I didn't realize that when I split it, that everything that my Android was doing was tied to the brand and not the original username. Matter of fact, The 197 subscribers that are currently on the YouTube account are on the brand account. They're not on the original username. Nothing is. So I did a little experiment last night and I said, you know what? I don't need this brand anymore. I don't have Roku. I took a second. I went through the process. I deleted the brand. Do you know two things happened? My phone went crazy for a moment because I annihilated all its capabilities. And my YouTube profile was dead in the water because it was tied to the brand, which led me into an absolute freaking mess. You only have a little window to recover a brand account. So after realizing the damage that I had done, not only to my YouTube account, but also to my entire phone, crippled the damn thing, it caused mass commotion. So I went back into the brand account to recover it, And within about 30 seconds, everything was back to normal. My phone started working again, and the YouTube account was restored. All the videos were restored. Subscribers restored. Like, nothing had happened. So word to the wise, don't delete your brand account. If you do that, things could get really freaky messy. Especially if you have an Android link to that. Consider yourself crippled. In the sense that you will not be able to function. Your Gmail might even go haywire. So, let's learn on that one. What it comes down to, guys. When you choose the path of your creation... ...however way you choose the video host... Try to stay within your budgetary needs. Because unless you have a really huge fan base that can get you, it can cause emotional drain. I'm slowly getting the ball going. I have an idea and a path where I want to take Pandora's box. Right now, I'm just using this time to basically go over all the old videos that are currently not designed for vertical viewing, and I'm fixing them, and I'm adding another function that has been a high request in the uh, hearing impaired world, and that is closed captioning. Now and hindsight. Services like CapCut make this part super simple. It's listening to the audio track that you are physically talking. And when you click on the video and then you click on the word text, there's one called auto caption. It actually will quickly analyze the video for an audio stream and then based on what it's hearing it is creating a dialogue of everything that you've said now take this word from word do not automatically accept that those words said it was programmed to dictate are the right words you actually said say that again an auto caption words that are programmed within CapCut, that algorithm that is listening to your words, that is creating the auto-caption design, is making it an educated guess based on how you said it and what it thought you said. So it might be some similarities that don't quite match with the words you actually said. Some of the creators are leaving it there on purpose Because they're trying to make a point... That TikTok goofed. And they're jokingly... Running with it. But... If you're trying to be sincere and serious... Or you're trying to get your word across... You're going to want to use that moment... To... Double check your work. My suggestion with your headphones in. Play the clip for a moment and watch what it typed on the screen. What you just heard, is that exactly what you just said? What you see on the screen, does that match what you were saying? If it does not, make sure you click on the video, tap the word text, and double tap where the text box is where you just made your response and modify it as needed. Now, the other said... By default, it's kind of like a, a white text overlay. You can change this by clicking the word style. There's a whole variety of fonts you can pick from. And colors. And, and background colors. So you can make this more personalized. There's a lot of different ways to go about that. So you don't have to be plain. But you don't want to annihilate your other viewers that you may not even know that you even had people take notice when you make the efforts and I found that in the first launch of the videos some liked them but when I started adding caption to the videos they got higher review Go why aren't I- you or noticed or something along the lines hey that that was good thinking or something of that nature. Don't i your viewers last step. We've already covered the ability that you can explore and create from within. Uh, we've already talked about you can create topics out of the air. And now you know that you can basically create the captions through CapCut and clicking on the text and the auto-caption. But be vigilant and then make sure that the words match your words because you don't want there to be a misunderstanding out in the air based on something you said but something you didn't mean. That could cause a little friction with the community. Trust me on that. Last. This is the most vital part of it all. And then we're wrapped up. Most important of all. Biggest importance of all. The understanding that when you decide to pick a topic that may be too personal for some people. Be understanding of their feelings and do not be so quick to attack. Or if you're in the moment you're being that character, remember in real life that people's feelings have importance. You may not mean it, person interacting webs could be a future listener or viewer and your impact to their ways of view could be detrimental to you later on